Cheers. Cheers. I'm Dana. I'm Andy. Welcome to Diplomacy Games. The Christmas edition. The Christmas edition. We've been here before, but it's a previous restaurant or a previous bar. It's yeah, I can't remember what it used to be called. It's become, it was kind of for all the young in people then, and it's even more so now. And we are, we've been shuffled off to the, to the courtyard side. of the side, away from all the beautiful young people. We definitely don't fit the bill there. No. Um, still, having said that, like it's still like a glorious view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 11th floor. Yep. Um, the Maya Bar. Yeah, Maya Mexican Bar. Maya Mexican, yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely got that Panama wearing vibe to the place. It would. I don't see any people wearing it though. No, no, no. But there's definitely um, lots of very short dresses. Short dresses. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, still, I'm I'm drinking a um, Estrella Dam, which is a drink from Barcelona, 1876. Oh, yes. It's not the age of the beer, that's the, that's the age of the, <laughs> the brewery. It's a nice, it's a nice drink actually. What are you drinking? I've got a Gage Roads Sidetrack XBA. Oh yeah? It's not too bad. No, it's, I was eyeing off the XBA. I'll probably finish this and then move on to the wine. Probably got a pretty good wine list here I'd say. I hope so. They've probably got a better tequila list. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, sorry I didn't make it to the interview. That's all right. What happened again? Um, unexpected guests happened. Okay. Um, and I just lost track of time. You weren't hungover, drunk? No. No, no, nothing just, exciting just a real, like real that. Reason. No, just literally unexpected guests came by, and I thought, oh, okay, I need to keep an eye on the time, and then I just lost track of the time. Yep. And that's what happened. I had my phone on silent. It was in the other room because you don't want your phone around when there's people visiting. No, 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 So, anyway, that's, that's okay. what happened to me, so, that's okay. sorry. Quite all right, quite all right. Andy, sorry, Toby. Cool. We'll get to that in a sec. Um, so, I'm not, normally we can't, normally we aim for like a two-week release. Yes. We kind of fucked up recently, because we've got about, last time around it was about three weeks. But I thought maybe this one would actually be like, literally, you know, this might come out of Christmas Day or around that time, you know what I mean? This one? Yeah. Literally. Like in a couple of days. A couple of days. Oh, well. Excellent. Hopefully. Hopefully. If okay. I kind of get my shit together and can edit it in time. Maybe. And it as, is... As a bit of a Christmas present to the listeners. Well, yes. Cheers. Here's By then, you'll probably be on... a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You'll be on... Are you on holidays? Not yet. You're, you're like me. You're not yet. Close, but not yet. And yeah. how long are you off for? Um, this Two three, weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah, back to work on the night. So I'm yep. off from like Christmas Eve to come back just after New Year's Day. So we should okay. probably organise our Ipswich session. Absolutely. Do the pump yard. Do the pump yard. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. So, um, should we talk a little bit about the interview? Um, yes, 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 we should. Um, I, we hinted at it on our last episode yeah 
at um, maybe getting Toby on, um, who was instrumental in the the, the what, hot fix, bug fix, saving, saving, saving Vida um, from old code. Mm. I feel like it's a cartoon right there. <laughs> old code coming along and chomping away at your favourite website. So, like for listeners who may not be on VDIP, they might be on WebDIP, they may be on PlayDIP, they may be on Backstabber, it's still worth having a listen or at least looking at the show notes around the areas to maybe dive into because yep. we do talk around some of the issues more broadly facing the diplomacy website community around how do you keep things up to date, what happens if things go wrong, um, and of course, Toby, as a diplomacy player himself, talks a bit about his love of the game and what he likes doing. So, worth listening just for that at minimum. For that at least. All right, so shall we dive into it? We will indeed. All right. Toby, welcome to the Diplomacy Games podcast. Great to have you on. Yeah, nice to be here. <laughs> um, so, Toby, you've, you've been obviously um, very, very active recently in saving the diplomacy. Um, the website kind of came to a horrible, horrible halt and um, everyone was very, very stuck. And I know, I mean, from my example, uh, I thought that we basically were, were done with. Uh, I was very, very worried because I had actually checked the winning thread forum and, and Gopher was, in fact, winning uh, at that point of time as being the third to last person to post. And I thought, oh, my goodness, this website is going to die and Gopher is going to walk away feeling like he's, he's conquered the world. Um, but you managed to save the day. Um, I'm interested to learn, um, and I'm saying I'm because Kana has, for one reason or another, hasn't turned up to our interview, but I'm very interested to know, and I'm sure Kana would be too, and all of our listeners, particularly those from V Diplomacy, around what actually went wrong with V Diplomacy, and is there any chance that other diplomacy websites could be affected the same way? Um, yes, so, so certainly yes. Um, the problem is um, that uh, V-Diplomacy as well as uh, Web Diplomacy is uh, actually based on uh, very old versions of, of the technologies they use there. And uh, what uh, it somehow is also related to the fact that uh, V-Diplomacy is currently running in some kind of autopilot with no, no real... Um, Admin checking checking the server state and our provider just said he didn't he uh, doesn't support the old um, versions any longer, so we had to update our software in a very very short time. I think, I mean, uh, for example, web diplomacy will will at some point certainly also need to go this way. It it totally depends on how long, yeah, old old um, versions are supported there. So yeah, that's that's uh, certainly also a general problem um, with with all those um, projects run on free time because you have to to continuously update all, all the software and uh, yeah, there always needs to be someone who does that. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. If you kind of. Uh don't have anyone to turn up and do that, then things grind to a halt. So my understanding, um, I mean, my very limited technical view uh, is that both V diplomacy and web diplomacy run off the um, PHP as the primary code. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think both play diplomacy, uh, backstabber and a few others um, obviously use different code bases, so they wouldn't be um, affected. Although 
in theory, that could always have the same issue regarding whatever their um, software is. Um, how far behind was was um, V Diplomacy in that PHP code, and and is that something which uh, WebDip will also encounter um, if it doesn't just kind of keep an eye on things? Like, is there is there an actual possible endpoint for the code base in WebDip if they don't do anything? Um, yes. Um, so so actually, we were quite lucky first because um so so first of all for for the, the audience that that doesn't know the the details so the the web diplomacy is kind of the the original code base and with we diplomacy we um yeah diverge from that code base but but we can still try to to apply updates to the the web code base to to we diplomacy and so so yeah update the code without doing much work ourselves and lucky for us uh, half of the work was already done for the web dip code base because they already did um, go the halfway so to say so um, yeah first of all they, they already made some progress there they will certainly have to do the same changes we did as well now on we diplomacy at some point but yeah, actually, it's not not uh, totally breaking changes. I mean, some some uh, things just have to to be adjusted at some point. It's a bit bit annoying if that uh, issue <laughs> totally arises overnight and and you have to fix it in, in in two weeks or something. But in general, yeah, they certainly will have have to go the same way. <laughs> so so from what you said before, essentially the the service provider that looks after what the web hosting no longer supported that version of, of PHP. Is that that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So um, we, you've obviously done a lot of work, and the first bit, as you said before, was going back to the great stuff that obviously WebDip did recently. Was that when they did their upgrade about a year or a year and a half ago? Was that about right? Yeah, that's, yeah okay. I think about right, yeah. And what 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 else did you have to do? So obviously, when you're trying to actually look at the problem and address what the problem is and come up with a solution, did you want to just talk around what your thought processes were in that? And and also the fact that you had this challenge, I guess, that you didn't have access, you had limited access, I guess, into the back end, and you had to um, have those conversations with Ollie as as the admin of the site to be able to solve some of these problems. I'm assuming. Could you tell us a little bit around what that story was? Yeah. <laughs> so actually, that's what uh, was at the first my 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 greatest fear. So so I saw that the the page went down and uh, I already had uh, access to to the error logs. So so I was um, yeah pretty soon I I knew kind of what the issue was, or at least I had very strong um, suspicions. Uh, I couldn't be sure because I hadn't server access, but my first thought was, oh, how, how do we now get to Oli? We hadn't heard from anything from him for, for the past one, one and a half year or something. And uh, yeah, we certainly need, uh, needed him his help. So um, yeah. I just hoped I, I can contact him. And actually, I was very lucky to get get a reply within hours from him. So, so even oh, wow. though he he, <laughs> uh, he um, <laughs> even though he hasn't time to 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 manage anything on the site uh, itself, he certainly 
is is interested kind of in in keeping the side uh, going and helping us out when we need him so yeah he uh, pretty soon responded and gave me the first information i needed and uh, in the upcoming days whenever for um, most importantly i had time to 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 organize um yeah we we sorted that that i get the needed credentials to to um apply the updates then myself and and monitor the page even better now so um yeah that was actually pretty nice <laughs> that it all went so well <laughs> it would look it was very nice for every single player on the website as well um so um you obviously have a bit of a technical background um is this something you you like playing in the technology for fun or do you do it as part of your normal normal day job tell us a little bit about that toby yeah, that's uh, actually also some some story related to um, uh, media diplomacy and uh, web diplomacy. Actually, so um, when I uh, started to get get into that uh, technical topics and and programming and all, uh, I basically most of applied it to to projects um, related to diplomacy and web diplomacy, and also learned a lot from um, working on, on the code base and uh, exploring the, the web dip code and VDIP code, actually. So, um, yeah, I, I learned a lot from them. And actually, nowadays, um, my, my day job is actually also very related to the topics. So um, that also helped in uh, resolving, I guess, the issues very well, because now nowadays, um, I, I got some some routine and experience. Um, unfortunately, for the hobby, that also means that I will in future also do less um, for for coding for V diplomacy because if you do it all the week, you don't have lots of interest and do it on the evening as, as well. But I know exactly what you mean. That, yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the same type of thing where, like, you know, there's always a story that someone who's a builder as their job, um, they've always got the most rundown house because they always go in thinking, oh, yeah, I can fix all that. But they, um, yeah. they're so tired of doing that that on as part of their day job. They don't want to be um, doing that on, on the weekend. Um, uh, so I totally understand that. Um, from a uh, putting aside like the the technical um, thing, actually, first off, maybe we might want to just talk briefly around what the um, how you had to address the technical issues. But if you could also um, phrase that in such a way that those who don't have a technical understanding would understand, you know, what you had to do once you actually got access into the system and can and could go in there to try to address those problems and address those issues. Yeah, yeah. So, so first of all, um, you we have to find out what the the real issue is. So um, you you have some 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 guesses, what it could be, but you have to to figure out when you have the access to the data, and um, yeah, then the the update process started. So first of all, I I tried to to get the web dip um, code working. Then, um, yeah, the next issue was that WebDip also implemented some new features that didn't work on uh, our server for V-Diplomacy. So uh, they, those needed to be removed uh, again. And um, then there, there were some additional issues. So lots of um, adding and um, 
trying out and uh, looking for for certain phrases in the code that that make problems and changing lots of things without testing it and then just uh, praying that uh, nothing breaks because you don't have time to to test <laughs> everything you change and uh, there's of course no no um, automatic well nearly no automatic testing just for the the um, uh, adjudicator so um, yeah changing lots of things and hoping to not break too much <laughs> so I've, I've got to say toby I've, I've never really talked too much around what my day job is on the show um but one thing that i am responsible for is a, a team of of um, web developers and mm -hmm. and they're in the process of of building a certain application which honestly i would have no idea what in the world they're doing i have no idea about code i think the last amount of coding i ever did was um back when it was like HTML 4.0. So it was like before there was anything, you know what I mean? And I've never got into, sorry, I, I dabbled in PHP um, to a certain extent when developing some of the uh, the variants that are on vDiplomacy that I created. Um, but my understanding now of actually, you know, managing a professional web dev team or being responsible for that is you know, they take their testing, you know, so passionately and they're developing up, you know, all their, you know, their test scenarios and testing scripts and they've got, we've got professional testers that are doing all this and, you know, bugs will come up and they'll kind of, you know, try to address them before we kind of put anything out in, into production. Um, I find it incredible that um, you were able to do this by, you know, coming from your, you know, your, your hobbyist experience, but also now with your your normal job and to do all this when you're probably tired don't really want to do it nobody else could do it um and could actually nail what needed to be done and to be perfectly honest from someone who's who's playing on vdip all the time never noticed anything breaking once it actually came live everything seemed to work so um look on behalf of every single player on on vdip um Thank you so bloody much. Uh, really, really, thank you so bloody much. Um, so, did you? How did you kind of approach that, knowing that you didn't have people you could rely on to um, to do double checks with? You know, your testing scenarios and working out how things to go, and you just had to do it yourself. How, how did you? How did you deal with that? Because that would have been so different to what you probably would normally have to do in a, in, a, in a professional environment. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say things things had to be done. So, uh, yeah, I mean uh, that's uh, the the issue with with bugs and testing. I mean we are an um, open source hobby project, so I think nobody uh, in comparison to to some professional work. So no, I hope nobody expects uh, that everything will be perfect and working and uh, anything. So. If, if uh, I think that the kind of approach you have to give the things, you just have to do something, try something out. Uh, it might not be the best <laughs> solution. It might not working in the end, but uh, it's all better than nothing. And um, yeah, and hopefully it works. <laughs> so you mentioned before when you did the upgrade, there were certain elements within WebDip that weren't compatible um, with mm -hmm. the VDIP scripts and everything, and you had to... You know, not not implement them, deprecate them. I don't know what you happens to call them. Um, were there things there that you were able to identify that were new that was actually brought across from WebDip into VDip 
that are sitting there that people don't know about that actually is an improvement to the way things work? Um, yeah, it, 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 it uses some, some kind of um, technology. So, so WebDip, I think, implemented it. Uh, that, that's a feature for, for handling performance issues. And I think they are especially um, a problem for web diplomacy because they have these uh, bot games. And because of that, yeah. I think just lots of more more processing um, they need to do because many people just play bot games and they, they progress in sooner time, so much more to calculate. And um, yeah, it um, kind of, so, so first of all, I noticed it when I went through the changes they did in WebDip and I just wondered uh, if, if um, the VDIP server would support that. And uh, I wrote Ollie and he said, no, <laughs> it doesn't. And, uh, <laughs> Nah. <laughs> then yeah, uh, I could could at least so so all all, all things I, I could of course test locally so I could um, can configure a local server the way I needed and I hoped to to mirror it best through the configurations I knew about um, the VDIP server and um, so then you have to check out if it works and where it breaks and um, remove it where it breaks. Yeah. Okay, um, so. You obviously you must have had, as you just touched on there, you did have some limited communication with Ollie along the way. Um, what happened with with that that conversation? Because I know, as um, uh, someone who's been in contact with Ollie for many many years now, um, I, I think when he kind of you, know, you might you might how long have you been on VDIP for, by the way, Toby? Well, probably also. Yeah, I think ten years. <laughs> you you might remember yeah. the time that that um, Ollie had his first child and kind of encouraged yeah. people to send postcard postcards um, uh, from you know wherever they live uh, to kind of celebrate his um, I think it was his son's birth and then did something similar uh, when his second child was born. And uh, I, I've kind of maintained just like a bit of a, a uh, on again, off again, you know, conversation with him every so often. It obviously helped when he had a bit more time to be able to uh, participate. Um, but even it was probably wasn't that long. Maybe it was less than a month before web, VDIP broke. Um, I'd actually reached out to him for the first time in about a year or two and said, hey, look, how, how are you going? Just at a personal level, you know what I mean? And he was quite responsive then. So... Um, but I'll, but I'm very conscious that over those periods of time, he he has been very um, protective. I guess would probably be the right word of describing it, about his role as admin, even though he hasn't had the ability, um, time wise, to really perform that role. Um, as a result of this experience, has has any of that changed uh, when it comes to the admin type of technical management of of V diplomacy? Um, yeah, so I, I think I, I cannot, um, tell, um, too much on, or, or tell too much on how Ollie views, uh, the side, but oh, of, of course, of, of, course, course. Yeah. Of, of course he's, uh, it's, uh, it's still, um, um, his, his website sort of, and uh, mm -hmm. of course also lots, lots of the features are, are his, so, um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I see the access that the admin or the additional code access I have now more like um, yeah some some also administration role to to um, yeah, keep keep things going to keep um, to fix 
stuff where it needs to be fixed. But um, yeah, <laughs> of course, it's it's still his side, and uh, I, I won't certainly won't won't change uh, the whole whole appearance or anything because um, yeah, I think that's not wouldn't wouldn't be appropriate. So uh, full full administration so it's, should still um, lie on his side certainly. Okay, so I guess where I was trying to understand is first off, I mean you've you've covered off the ownership. Ollie's still the the owner of the site. He's, he's still kind of responsible for it, but you've got greater access at an admin level to just make sure everything's working okay. Um, does that mean that with VDIP? Been quite different to WebDIP, you know, which obviously has a very limited number of variants. Is there any scope, do you feel, to explore with Ollie, or has he kind of had conversations around, you know, ed, um, enhancing VDIP anymore with, you know, either WebDIP code or looking at how the variants work, you know, whether they can be improved or whether. You know, you might remember there was the, the, the VDIP lab and everything like that to people to be able to work on things. Has anything changed or has the potential to change um, beyond just you making sure the lights stay on and the systems operate? Um, well, I think one one thing uh, I certainly want to change in the upcoming weeks or months, whenever there's uh, time, is we have... Um, a list, a very, very, very long list, actually, of bugs that um, came up over the uh, past years that never got addressed. Um, so, when if if you ever have the issue that a certain thing wouldn't work or a certain variant wouldn't work as expected, I hope that we can now now um, better fix it. Regarding something new, uh I don't know. I I, um, I haven't haven't talked to to any planned anything with Ollie yet. There, um, I think the main issue is still that there's nobody or will be nobody who really has has the time to to implement things. Um, I mean, lots lots of interesting things I think will happen in the upcoming months on the WebDIP code base. There's mm -hmm. some some project um, to to modernize the page with some semi-professional help. So, so I'm really looking forward to that. And certainly that will either need to be merged into Vidiplomacy at some point as well. It will be lots of work, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, the alternative would be that we will have to do all the necessary updates in future. would have to do it ourselves as well. So it might be worth looking into that as well and yeah would also mean that we get some new cool features to change for example the web dip style and function functionality from from a mid 2000 look maybe to a 2020 look <laughs> at some point <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great um so look Toby, look, we've, we've talked a lot around technology and how these websites work and operate, and um, that's been fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, but obviously, you know, you've got an interest in diplomacy beyond just coding, I assume? Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've played plenty of games against you. So, yeah. <laughs> so look, Kane is not here, but I'm sure he'd be asking lots of questions about, you know, 
you know, why did you get into diplomacy? Let's start, let's start with that one before I, I kind of try to channel my inner Kana to come up with the questions he would also ask. So how did uh-huh. you get into diplomacy? Why do you play diplomacy? Yeah, how, how did I get? Um, um, yeah, that's uh, kind of the, the romantic story. So when I was a boy, um, maybe 12 or 13 years old, I, I went went to the attic uh, as, as it used to be found a box and in that box um, old box with um, yeah there, there were board games inside and I saw this board game diplomacy and um, that way I discovered it's a kind of no? and then how, how do you start you first play some rounds with your friends then you notice um, you you don't have um, enough friends to, to play the, the board game just with your friends regularly because it just takes too long. And <laughs> it's also, as you know, the, the, the special kind of game that certainly not everyone loves. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and before, before you use, lose uh, friends, you better look out for some strangers to, to step at some point. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, um, at some point I, I looked into the web and yeah, that way I discovered first um, um, a German-speaking website that is also based on, on the web diplomacy code. And from that, um, pretty soon came to, to be diplomacy. And uh, that's, I think, the main place where I played um, diplomacy in the past years. Um, also discovered the German uh, face-to-face community a bit, but um, oh, yeah, yeah, it's re- re- really small here. So there's maybe I think Kundi. As far as I'm aware, one event taking place yeah. regularly every year. So um, yeah, not not too much happening on that side. Uh, okay, well, yeah, unfortunately, got, yeah, yeah, I've got lots of questions just following from that. So. Um, <laughs> So, so, so first off, with that German diplomacy website, does does that still exist? Uh, yeah, it uh, still exists. What's, I, um, what, what, what's do you, do you know the URL or what it's called? If people are in Germany or a German speaking country, or maybe they're outside of Germany but they they're learning German and they want to practice their German, do you know what it's called so people can Google it? Mm, yeah, it is. I think called diplomacy network nowadays. So, so I, at some point, I retreated there, there from there. At some point, um, it used to be diplomacy's website, um, but but it changed its name at some point. Um, mm-hmm. There are also for for German speaking um, players also different websites they could use. I think um, it's called Ludomaniac. That's um, some kind of a main place to go mm-hmm. when you want to play diplomacy online on, on German, but it's even even older from, from its appearance. <laughs> and uh, I think still um, with, with human GMs, I'm not aware that there's any auto- automatic adjudic- adjudication taking place there, but I might be wrong. Uh, I haven't checked them out for a lot of time. <laughs> no, that's cool. So yeah. as someone who plays mostly online, how have you found that face-to-face experience? Because I'm assuming when you found that old game and you said it was very difficult to find people, you probably have played more a face-to-face game in recent years. Is that right or not? Um, sorry, I didn't didn't get that. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so <laughs> yeah. you remember when you kind of found this old box and you found the game of diplomacy in there. I think you mentioned at the time it was hard to 
find seven people that you could kind of, you know, play a game and walk away and, and still be friends with them. Um, mm-hmm. And you said that there's a, a, a small German face-to-face community now. Um, have you played many face-to-face games in Germany or in, in you know, other countries in Europe? No, no, not not too many. So uh, on the on the face to face kind of um, tournaments, I were um, I, I think that were maybe three or four four times I've been there. I think it's it's pretty interesting because um, because of the small size the community has here is probably in most other parts of the world you you quickly play to the really really. Um, Strong opponents, and if you have just that, it's it's quite, um, yeah, also intimidating. Uh, <laughs> if you then stand front in front to somebody, and he just looks at you, and he suddenly knows about everything you have in mind and plan to do for the next five turns, and you think, oh, how 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 can I <laughs> how can I break that? How can I do my game and not playing according to to their intentions? So. Um, yeah, it's certainly a totally different experience from playing online. <laughs> I find it amazing, uh, Toby, when you think about the historical side of things where you've got such fantastic, you know, absolutely stellar diplomats going back in history, you know, whether you're talk, you know, talking about Bismarck, you're talking about, mm-hmm. um, uh, I think it was von Clemens who was in... Um, um, it was von Clemens, was it in Austria? So another German speaking, I think it's von Clemens, I might get that totally wrong. Um, you know, and the fact that now the face to face community, although it's obviously a game, is, is quite limited, is, is not quite as limited. Um, Kana would definitely ask this. So I'm going to ask the question when you are playing a, a classic game, is there a country you particularly like to play? And why? Um, when I play a classic game, uh, yeah, uh, certainly. I think I like to play France because uh, <laughs> I think it's just the the um, easy way you can can play your game. Um, you have have a pretty strong position early in the game. Um, yeah, and just can can do your game. You don't have to to um, adapt too much. To, to the likings of, of your opponents. So, for example, I, I hate to play Austria because if, if your your opponents say, no, this game we don't want to play with Australia, uh, Austria, you're just out. You can't do anything. You can shout at them. You can um, write thousands of messages at them if you decided to, to drop you. That's it. And... Uh, <laughs> That will certainly not happen with France. So, so I like to play France. I, I say <laughs> that that's that's very cool. I remembered. I got my names wrong. I think the Austrian I was trying Austrian diplomat I was trying to remember was um, was Metternich. Um, uh-huh. So I did that even without Google. So there you go. It just eventually it came to me. Um, the other thing, of course, is that you're at you're, you play at V Diplomacy more than the other platforms. What what draw what drew you to V Diplomacy to play and spend most of your time on on the game there? Um, yeah, regarding um, online. Um, yeah, on, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, talking yeah. about oh, talking about the online game. Yes. Yeah. So um, 
yeah, first of all, the, the kind of platform, so, so the web-based platform is uh, what what I got used to. So uh, platforms like, for example, Play Diplomacy were never an option for me because that would just have meant to, to get used to a different design and a different interface. And I think the, at the end of the day, um, the games will probably be this would would have been the same. Uh, I really like on on we diplomacy the yeah the diversity of variants, but also some kind of cool additional features. Um, also, pretty early, I, I um, um, kind of invested work into that page as well, and that certainly is also a, a drawer. To, to read diplomacy as a page, you have contributed to them yourself as well. So, yeah, I certainly like the, the variants. And of course, also the, the kind of um, community that grew from that divergence, so to say. Um, so, amongst you, do you have some favorite variants you like to play? Um, yeah, my my most favorite variant is certainly um, 1066 because I it it's just I like it because it just looks very beautiful to my eyes. I like the the fog of war in general. Uh, I like um, 1066. I, I mean, it's a pity it's just a three player variant and you don't won't have too much diplomacy, actual diplomacy in there. But um, yeah, um, that's certainly my top one. I also liked um, Colonial for a long time, but I actually haven't played it for ages nowadays, so not sure about that any longer. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's... Actually, I'm not, not one who's a fan of those very, very big variants. I know lots of people like, so like, like Divided States or... Um, Europa or Europa yep. Universalis. So with with fifty players, I, I know lots of people like it and like to have probably at some point hundreds uh, hundreds of armies to to command. But um, for me, I think it at some point it uh, limits uh, your diplomatic abilities because you can't. Um, so 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 for example, on a seven player map, um, you can. Uh, for example, as France, you can talk to Turkey and Russia and um, yeah, kind of interact with them to, to affect your, your direct neighbors. And um, I think this, this option at some point gets lost, at least in my opinion, on this very, very large maps because there's just always a country behind and behind and there's not mm -hmm. this uh, condensed... Um, Universum where where everything affects everything. At some point, it doesn't matter if if you as Florida do one thing, and uh, yeah, I don't know, Wyoming just doesn't care about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So you also just mentioned one thing you, you like about VDIP is is some of the features. What what particular features uh, appeal to you? Mm. Yeah, now now I have to to think uh, about we actually have there that's <laughs> not already I mean there, there's a process there's also some some features that got got transferred to to web tip, I think at some point so yeah I, I would 
Certainly. Um, I mean, you touched on the fog of war as one. So I mean, yeah, that, fog, fog of war definitely that's... is is one. Uh, I mean, I mean, also lots of of special rules in in some war variants that that aren't available on on other platforms because the variants weren't there. And um, yeah, I mean, there are lots of um, usability features um, to to better view the map, for example. Um, I just got one in mind I forgot about. Um, let me think. Uh, oh, I think I forgot it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, certainly. Um, those, uh, I don't know if, if extending phases is a thing on web diplomacy as well nowadays. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, but but certain the the con uh, concede button button isn't or only for for bot games I think so yeah it's just uh, those those uh, small additions that just um, I mean uh, they are certainly not a game changer but they are just more than you will have on other pages so yeah, yeah. this yeah this kind of it, it just improves the the player experience just a little bit more so yeah, yeah. I, I totally understand where you, where you're coming from. Um, Okay. Uh, well, look, Toby. I think that you've been you've been great with your time. Um, I've I've learned a lot. I hope our our listeners have learned a lot. Is there anything that I should have asked you that I I didn't, and you'd like to talk about it all around um, your experience with the game or around the technology? Um, I, no, no, certainly. Um, at the moment, uh, nothing comes to my mind. Um, I, I want to say I, I still find it amazing that every every day uh, yeah, around a thousand people seem to to still appear on on old dusty PHP pages like V diplomacy and or web diplomacy. I totally find it amazing, even though sites might look uh, shitty nowadays. Uh, that's certainly also motivation to to fix things and keep things going and uh, that that you have a grateful community that just shows up to have some some fun with with some games yeah that's that's pretty motivating and uh, fun absolutely <laughs> and look i think the other thing which is great is the fact that you know the community really does seem to be growing um i don't know whether it's a result of covid and the fact that people have been looking at what's available online uh, but I remember, uh, as an example, when we started uh, recording the podcast just a little over five years ago, the regular amount of people playing on, on V Diplomacy was like about 500 regularly playing. Mm. And now, you know, we've we've doubled that now. You know, we're up, we're up to around that about 1,000 or so, you know, regular players. You know, it goes up and down a little bit. And I think WebDip's got even more. So, um, and, you know, I'm... I'm Probably sure that you know Playdip and Backstabber is experiencing the same thing. And yes, there's going to be a bit of crossover between the different platforms where people will go on multiple platforms. But um, you know, I really feel that the the community is is you know continuing to grow organically, and I think that that's a great thing. Uh, it'd be great if there were more players, um, but maybe some of these um, some of these changes will make the games appeal um, and the experience on the platforms uh, a little bit better. If you know, for example, as you said before, some of the designs on WebDip and VDip um, become more 2020 and less you know mid 2005 or something like that. So. Um, 
Um, thank you very much for everything that, that you do for the community, Toby. Um, and um, I'm sure there'll be lots of players who will, um, you know, relish hearing this today and, and look after or look forward to actually, you know, playing against you again in, in games in the future. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for uh, letting me participate. <laughs> and we're back. Cheers. Cheers. I love the idea of, you know, very romantic, like Toby said, climbing into an attic, rummaging through some boxes, opening a box, and there's this holy grail of a game right there. To, oh. I kind of had visions of, I, I think maybe you're just a little bit younger than me. I, you, did you ever watch the movie The Goonies? Was it Goonies or was it maybe one of the Jumanji ones or whatever, where like someone goes into like an old... It's like a typical American Hollywood thing, you know. Yeah, there's Jumanji where they climbed into the attic and, attic they, find and they, they find this old, you know, dusty. rusty old box. And <laughs> yeah, that was Jumanji. That, that's what I kind of imagined. When Toby said that's what I met Grzyzcz, but like in a, some little German, you know, hamlet somewhere. <laughs> yes. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah, cobwebs all over everything, yes. dust that's yes. like, you know, yes. an inch thick. In a medieval house. Yeah, it's like... It's like <laughs> It's like a suit of armour in thatch, the background. Thatch roof. <laughs> <laughs> no, but all seriousness. Um, thank you, Toby, for jumping, like, explaining this to us. Like, it, I kid you not, it's, it is another language to me. It thoroughly is a totally different language. Yep. And, um, I don't know, I'm conversant to a certain level, but not nearly to the extent that you have to be to be able to do what he does yep. on a daily basis and you know as a, a labour of love saving out, saving B-Dip as well so thank you so much there Toby and I think the other thing that's great is it's not just like we're back to square one I think we're actually now in a better position both for the code base but also in having uh, I suppose a better connection at an admin technical level for the site when yeah. that was kind of missing. No, was not missing. Well, yeah, first Ollie was absent and was unable to kind of do these things because of real life commitments. And whilst he's still obviously the owner of VDIP, it doesn't necessarily mean that now we're solely 100% reliant on him for all the technical stuff. And with a bit of luck, you know, just breeze is blowing potentially for some more variants down the line potentially yes it was still a little bit a little bit reticent around getting that you know i mean it'd be good to get some new variants though well i think as, as he mentioned there's so many variants that are already developed they're all sitting there just that they've actually been launched yeah exactly yeah yeah there's a heap sitting there so having said that like on on my way here, um, just let me pull up my VDIP page. Oh no, it's back to normal again. What so happened? The background disappeared. To, oh crap. <laughs> yeah, dots and squiggles. Oh, <laughs> shit, here we go. But no, no, it must be my phone. I think the, the challenge is understandably, and I 100% and I get it where Toby's coming from, is if you spend your whole day coding as part of your day job. You don't want to do it when you get home. That's right. Yeah. And who who else can actually do it except people who know 
how to do it. If you know how to do it, you're probably going to be in a situation where you're translating that knowledge into scratch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, hobby pages like hobby communities like ours absolutely rely on the technical know-how of people who probably work in an industry that yep. deals with code um, for us to, well, to continue working essentially yep. Yep. if you look at I guess I was actually going to turn up the volume a little bit because it seems to be quite low a little bit so how many Oh, right, right, was right, it already right. on 10? It could be this fuzzy head thing that you put on. Could be. I don't know. Is that our um, Patreon's helping us out? No, this is actually... I. So, okay. So, if listeners notice... First off, fuck, that's bright. Bloody sun came out of nowhere. Um, if listeners think that it's a little bit quieter than normal, give us some feedback. What are you going to do? Are you going to show? Uh, no, it's okay. Sure. I think, no, this is probably set up as like where they've got particular things to meant to sit in. It's okay. Okay. If listeners think that um, it's a little bit quieter than normal, let us know. Mainly because I... <laughs> this effectively is my Christmas present from last year. So my daughter got me an Amazon voucher for Christmas last year and I've been sitting around gathering dust. And I noticed from the editing of the previous episodes is whenever we were outdoors, like here, yep. This particular recorder really accentuates and picks up the um, the wind noises, and it becomes quite loud. So we've got one of those now. Big, I don't know. It looks like a, we've killed a small fairy creature. Well, what it looks like is a ferret. A ferret making love to the to the recorder. Yes, but very deeply passionate maybe they're falling asleep it's at the half end a of ferret like it's, it's curled up onto the anyway it's kind of a little bit amorphous amorphic yeah so it's basically like um, you may see occasionally uh, what do you call it you know like if you see a, a, someone recording something and they've got a big mic and it's got like all fairy stuff all over the microphone it's like that it looks like a small creature I just took a photo of it I'm going to send that to you so you can include that in the show notes because it's pretty awesome looking. Uh, it's kind of funny. It hides a little bit what we're doing. Oh, well, we'll see how it goes. Okay, hopefully it works out well. Um, so, um, the only other thing I thought of was Toby and that is, it might be the type of thing, and, and we've spoken about this just in, in our position from variant creation or just spending time in diplomacy, is... Um, Often if you're kind of on holidays, then you might be more going, hey, I've had time to wind down. I wouldn't mind, you know, having a bit of a play, you know what I mean? So there might be that opportunity in the future. I was was thinking, and this is just me spitballing around what it would take to include, like like make make an option to include boss. In a, in, a, in a game, right? Just so it's automatically adjudicated, coded, coded into it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you make your orders on your units, but then you can order, buy, and sell amounts according to the countries that are in the game. It wouldn't be too difficult. Like it, it'd be a matter of setting up some sort of Excel spreadsheet type situation. 
yeah, and yeah, then yeah. spitting out an answer every every season. Yeah, it would be something that would be uh, some type of database-driven, you know, thing. logic calculator thing. Yeah. So you know, everyone puts in their number and then it all adds up together and spits out the result. Yep. According to what people meant to. So for, for listeners who are new to the show, boss we've talked about before is basically it's like a an extra game on the side within a game. But it makes the game much more rich. Yeah, where sense. you're effectively yeah. betting or investing in how people are going. And yeah, yeah. And so, you know, the traditional boss game is run adjacent to the game. So you've got a group of guys who are going, okay, you've got seven powers, there's seven currencies, I'm buying and selling currencies according to how, well, I think Russia's doing or Austria's doing on the board. Um, the more supply centres that country has, then the more points you win in the bourse, or the more your the more valuable more your value becomes. your currency. Yep. No, so there's two there's two things here. So there's the value of the buy and sell of the currency, but there's also the value of victory points, ownership of those stock in that country. Right. Yes. Give you right. Yep. And so obviously you want to be well invested in stock that of a country that's doing that. Close to 16 supply centres versus the country that's down to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, but everyone else seen. is doing the same, <laughs> right? But the real, the real joy of the game, though, when you combine, okay, you're playing the game, playing the game, the normal game, the normal game, the normal diplomacy game, yeah. right? But at the same time, we have this function where we can buy and sell stock at the same time. So you're not the buying and selling is part of the actual special variant so you're actually making deals with everyone on the board to um, you get some interesting dynamics occurring with people getting in and buying and selling at the same time yeah and you, what what tends to happen is that players change their you know it, it, it adds a different level of diplomatic alliance so you could be allied with someone on the board, but allied with another, with your enemy in the force against, you know, so you can take it, it's a, it's a whole new level of complexity to the game. The thing, the thing I like about it is, and I'll use the example where we've had situations where a player is all but down and out, they're down to like the last supply center. <laughs> yeah. It's quite clear that they're going to be, in, in the normal fruition of the game, they're dead come fall, you know what I mean? Yep. But instead, a number of players who've been attacking them kind of then all of a sudden collaborate and decide, Jump. okay, let's, <laughs> let's, let's buy up big in this and effectively now kind of turn it around and let this... And, and usually it involves letting that player know too. Obviously, yeah. So yeah, that they yeah. then start atta- attacking air quotes and recovering the supply centres, increasing the value, and you bought low and then you can sell high. Exactly, yes. Um, but there's a limit, isn't there? To what you can, there's an unlimited amount to what you can buy, but there's a limit, limit to what you can, you can sell. sell. Yeah, you can only sell a certain amount of stock per turn. So if a country goes to zero, you've lost all stock. So you can't offload in time, then you're stuck. So you've got that added, you know, thing. I guess a bit of complexity that would need to be worked out, aside from the code, which is obviously what need to the bit of complexity that needs to be worked out is how you would 
actually score a victory on the board, right? In a game, of course, or a balls game. Yeah. Right. Do you say the victory, the victor, is the player who ends up with the most victory points? Do you value that higher than the victory on the board, or do you give it equal weight, or do you, what, what's the algorithm that you use to, or do you actually have two? Two separate victory, separate victory positions. So, you know, the victory on the board goes to blah, and the victory on the board goes to blah. Yeah, like 50% of the points go on the board, 50% of the points go to the Into the boss. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, it'd be interesting if you did that and it was like the winner take all. How do you do that? Yeah. Would then change that. That'd yeah. be a, a very different dynamic into the boss as well. Yeah, so you'd have to work within those. Dynamic. Oh, I haven't really worked that out, but you can see where I'm going with that. Oh yeah, yeah. As as, as a complexity, yeah. Well, I, um, I I I actively encourage you to have those conversations with Toby down down the line. Yeah. Down the line. <laughs> After he's you know had a bit of a chance to kind of unwind from rebuilding and saving the video. Yes. Yes. Actually, one of the guys I work with, he's a bit of a PHP wizard. Might be able to talk with him and get some ideas as to how you go about implementing some of it. Yeah. Because I'm sure you know it's all very good to have ideas, but you, you want to bring code it. code is useless. Yeah. So um, you want to be able to bring something to the table. So hey, you know, at least I've got this database. Can we translate it somehow? Can we implement drop-down boxes or options or yeah. things which just make their lives simpler for the people who. Implementing it onto a onto a live website, I guess. Definitely. Yeah. Very good. Well, I'm going to go get a drink. Would you like another one? Love another one. Another one. Okay. So just so I don't fuck this up. From last time around, what we do, we press pause, and then later on, we press pause again. You just press pause, and we're back. Cheers. And cheers. Thank you for another pint of the best. That's bloody nice. What do you want? It's a Rusden Drift Sand GSM, so a Grenache Raz from uh, the Barossa Valley. Okay. It was actually the. And as an opening? Oh, it's a nice opening. It's um, it's. What would you call it? No, 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 no. Let's not do opening. What's it as a mid game? Oh, okay. Um, as a mid game. You've had the it'll... opening already. Yeah, you're right. Okay, that's, that's a great, great analogy. <laughs> um, it's um, Italy expanding at a good clip into Austria. Nice. Um, whilst maintaining some pretty good relations around the board. So you've got options. Ooh. Okay, all right. So there's options to it. Yeah. So, yeah, right. Okay. So an expansive palette. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cheers. <laughs> so I thought we might just give uh, listeners, particularly our American friends, who've been hearing us talking about how different Australia is for Corona, give a bit of an update on where we're up to now. Oh yeah, sure. Jump into it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, I don't know whether it's because we've got to a stage where probably unlike some of our friends in other countries, we're what eighty percent. Over eighty percent double vaccinated. Over ninety percent single. Over ninety percent single vaccinated. This is Queensland, by the way. It's Queensland, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's much higher in New South Wales and Victoria. Yes. 
um, basically the government went, okay, fuck it, bring it on. <laughs> so borders have all opened up. Yeah. You know, we've um, like we're out and about in a uh, obviously a drinking venue. We're not wearing masks. Um, Although the hospitality staff are have to wear masks. Poor buggers. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. But they only just changed the rules on that. But um, yeah, and, and from like going from a situation where like you know four or five people all of a sudden start getting COVID, and they go fuck. Let's just lock the place down for a week. Yeah, like we hit now. Three hundred like or something. Three hundred and something a day. Yes. Yep. New South Wales is like over five thousand a day. I think Victoria's not too far off it. You know, if they honestly, if they if they were to say, okay, have at it, they could have picked a worse variant than the Omicron variant. They couldn't have. They could have picked a worse oh, yeah, variant. Yeah, yeah. You know, given that from all accounts, it seems at this stage to be less. Um, it's like COVID light. Less, less deadly. Yeah, yeah, Put yeah. It that way, yeah. COVID yeah, light. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't so. kind of kill you as much or give you as much symptoms, and but it's highly infectious. So it's like having said that, I still wouldn't want to get it. You know, just like I wouldn't want to get the flu. Like, you know. Yeah, but would you rather get that or a future variant that kind of is far worse? Like a well, that's why I got vaccinated, plus. so I don't have to. If oh, I do like, get it, I'm, I'm. Have you have you had your booster yet? No, I'm due for it. Oh, yeah. I got boosted two weeks ago. Okay. Um, I would have been due for it last weekend, um, but I didn't get around to it. Yeah, because you so, couldn't turn up for a, you know, podcast. Couldn't turn up for you podcast, couldn't, so. couldn't definitely turn up and get that. Yeah, I'll do it after. I'll do it. I'll do it after Boxing Day. That's not a bad idea because I found this. I found that the third vaccination. I didn't, didn't impact me much like tightness wise. It, it, oh, yeah. Mrs. Andy kind of was just kind of blah blah blah, just doing normal things. And then she just went bang, hit the wall. Just had to kind of go to bed for like half a day. Just tired. Absolutely yeah. smack, you know, I like just literally hit the wall. Both her and myself though, unlike the first two, had as a symptom afterwards, some um, uh, under your armpit became really sore. Where have you got the back where you've got the jab? Okay. So apparently, because like the lymph nodes are all there, and yeah. that's the first place the vaccine kind of hits, and the, they start going, "Oh shit, we're under attack!" You know what I mean? And then they start. Okay. Responding. Yeah, 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 yeah. So apparently, if you get that, it's actually it's a good thing. It shows that the, your body's reacting correctly to the vaccine. Doing so the right. It's just thing. weird all of a sudden to have this sore underpin for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. I think I've mentioned on the previous episode, but yeah, the first the first two times I've had it, you know, I've been totally fine but like like Mrs. Ambie yep most of the day and then oh, probably four or five hours after the shot I just started feeling really stoned like just <laughs> got the munchies like, all of a sudden <laughs> I didn't get the okay minus the munchies minus the munchies. <laughs> minus the munchies but just that real whoa feel you know dude just <laughs> Take it easy around me, guys. Yeah, Whoa. yeah, I definitely got that vibe, got that feel on it. And um, each time I gone home, that you know, and I just went straight to bed. And yeah. Was, boom. Out like a light. Woke up the next day, totally feeling fine. Yeah. A little bit of bruising around the uh, around the shot area, but yeah, yeah, nothing. It was, that was my response. I've not really heard other people who felt really stoned out of it. I've heard people who felt, you know, like really tired. Yeah. Um, there's been a couple of people at work who have 
gotten crook off it, you know, for the next day. They felt really, you know, under the weather. And then they bounced back after that. But I think the majority of people I've spoken to have gotten it. They get like, yeah, sore arm for a bit. That's about it. Um, Mrs. Kane has had it, hasn't she? Yes. Is she Pfizer or extra? Pfizer. Because I have heard also anecdotally from a female who will go unnamed that another symptom is your breasts get bigger for a little while if you have Pfizer. Not none of the others, yeah. but Pfizer. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice anything. Oh, sorry. But then situational awareness, you know. <laughs> oh well. I'd have to ask. Everyone responds differently, I guess. <laughs> so, G-Man sent out an invite just recently to a new Cloak and Dagger game. Oh, he did too, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was on a fantasy map, which brings me to ask you, as your Cloak and Dagger game finished? It has. The game finished when I was finished. You're kidding me. No. The second you lost your last supply centre, draw. Oh, that's got to hurt. It did hurt. Ouch. It actually it hurt a lot more than I expected. <laughs> so when the invite came round from G-Man saying, okay, next Cloak and Dagger game, I went, no, a bit bruised, mate. Just, <laughs> just count me out for next time. Oh, I wish I bought the uh, Christmas gift to you. Oh, I made it special. Yeah? Yeah. Do you want to just tell me about it? Alright. So, we've got some new clay. Yep. And um, the interesting thing about this clay is it's a black clay. Like it fires jet black. Right? Right? And... I've made a little eyeball out of the clay, right? So I could give you a black eye. To, <laughs> oh, to, to represent how 2021 Scott treated you with the game. <laughs> that that was um that was that's my gift to you. I, I will bring it next episode. Excellent. Well, I kind of um after is this the, like the fifth year we've had Christmas presents? Yes. So I've gone. After four years of giving you diplomacy presents, I've kind of channeled the other aspect of the show. Ooh, ooh. So, okay. I've um, got these little little fellas for you. Whoa. Which obviously you've got to be careful because we're inside a licensed venue. Oh, you beauty. Willie Smith's organic. I like this drop. I know you I like, this drop. like this drop. It's one of your awesome openings. <laughs> <laughs> it's an awesome opening. Thank you so much, Amby. I will partake with pleasure. No problems at all. And it's a nice bag that you brought that in, nice and... Uh, yes, just be careful around shiny. the left-hand side. You might see some marks on it, but I think it's been reused. Oh, I'll put it into this bag. Just re-gift it to the right people that, you know, that can get, get by with get that. Get by with it. <laughs> well... <laughs> cheers. cheers. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I look forward to my black eye. <laughs> it seems to be how you've been playing recently. Are you doing well in any games? Ooh, that's a really vexing question. I have to think super hard around is there anything I'm actually playing well. 
one. Uh, okay. So I got eliminated in that fucking dagger game, which is the Mongolian Empire. I got eliminated in Diplomacy Beyond Europe, where I was Germany. I bought into Germany. That's the colonial 1885 game. Okay, yes. Yep. Oh, I just said I was Germany, but anyway, it doesn't matter. It's anonymous, but I'm dead. Um, The Coalition Janus game that I bought into, which is an 1800 Empires and Coalitions game. Yep. I'm not doing very well. Okay. So, that player, I've just had someone move into that supply center and that supply center. I'll be dead within about two game years tops. Uh, It's all over Rover. Yep, all over. Well done to the uh, big, big, soon-to-be victors there. Um, yeah, so those are games are the ones I'm doing poorly in. I ended up actually buying into another game recently. It's a Imperial Diplomacy game. Yep. You in that one? No. Okay, cool. It's, I think it's anonymous. Isn't it? uh, that is anonymous. That's anonymous. So I've bought in as oh it's a great big man. I'm this player. That's okay. Yeah, so I was actually lucky that when the player CD, no one was attacking me. Even better. Yeah. So um, at the moment, I'm trying to. I'm conscious that this neighbour up here is going quite strong. No, what, what's the history of that power? So when I buy into a game, it's been a while now, but in the past what I've done is I've gone through the order history to figure oh. out like who has that player been attacked, who's been attacking, who's the previous player, who's that player been attacking? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's he been sending love to? Yep. Um, Try to work out that. If you've got comms, even better. You can go to those. Go to the messages. Yeah, it's it's um. This is why I asked you whether you're on because gunboat. So I thought you'd like that because you like gunboat. But at the moment, I've decided to kind of go that way. Oh yeah. Because I can get that, and I'm just sending love to other players. You know what I mean? Yeah, putting up a defence and not attacking. Yeah. Yep. So that one's, you know, early days. Who knows? So the Imperial variants are world map variant. Yeah. But it doesn't have some of those um, ability to break stalemate lines in, in, at the, in the oceans. There's like, there's no... Vanilla. Yeah. Yeah, it's vanilla. It's vanilla ice ice baby. Um, other games. So... The game that I thought you were ever going to, you were going to buy into, but you never did, High Renovatio Jackpot. That's still pretty early. That's the one where you're I'm playing as another player that you've played in the past. Oh, fuck, wait a sec. Yeah, I'm doing these things upside down. So I'm still spectating this game. Oh, are you? Yep. Oh yeah. Um, I don't, I don't like this. That looks yep worrying. This. this 
Yeah, that's worrying. It looks like you've got a neighbour who's... Yeah, he's he's a, he's a, a definite concern. He's a likely concern. I'm hoping maybe I can pick this one up, but who knows? They might just end up, you know, we've got three there. Who have you allied with? Anyone? Um, or at least get to retreat forward. Yeah, that's right. This player here so far has been pretty good. Yes. Um, this one's pretty good. That doesn't look... That one doesn't look good though. That doesn't look nice. <laughs> so maybe this might be one of those future games we talk about of where's Ambity <laughs> need to go and get his black eye out again for. Oh yeah, and that dude just went up to here. Fuck. Okay, I'll be out of that game soon. It <laughs> doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. Um, what else is going on? Let's say, let's say the sharks are circling on that game. So then we get into my two longer standing games. Yellowstone Honey, which is a Europa Renovatio game. Have you been watching that one? No. Oh. Uh, I think you have. So it's where I'm this player. Oh yeah, you've shown me, but I haven't spectated it. Yep. So I did, I did end up stabbing and taking out both myself Hungry and Kuala Kalu ended up taking all of um, Venice's territories. So things were looking a little bit precarious at one stage. Last time you showed me, but you've seemed to make you've seemed to have made friends or at least not enemies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both this way and that way, maybe. Okay, and that's a good sign too. You've got yeah. a you've got a neighbour who's. Who's quite big? Okay, but this one's communication, though, isn't it? Yeah, this has got yeah. proper normal press. Yes. So at least you can talk to people about what your intentions are. Yeah. So there's a bit of an effort at the moment just to kind of start locking up defensive elements here, but it's it's difficult because obviously, as you know, with sea zones, there's lots of lots of territories you need to kind of lock out to prevent somebody getting behind your lines. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it's deliberately made that way. Um, and this isn't helping with this dude's now coming in this way. Especially if they've got momentum. That's 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 the problem. Yeah. We'll talk, I reckon we'll talk about this one a little bit more off tape. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. And the last game to talk about, which has also been an ongoing discussion for a while, is the uh, Divided States game that I'm in. This is one where you're playing. Actually, I'm not meant to say who you're playing. Hey, no, it's anonymous. Yeah. I know the one though. The uh, game is No Name Eleven. How do I get? Okay. No Name Eleven. So is that eleven times someone, someone has, has actually to... started the game by calling it No Name? Yeah. Or they've just left it blank eleven times. Uh, no, the game won't start if you leave it blank. So someone's got no name, and it goes, no, can't take that, there's a game for there's, no there's name. There's game one, two, three, kind of like, there's 405 painters, that's why you had to go for 406. <laughs> so, this game has become a little bit more interesting in recent times. You been watching this one a lot? No, 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 just what you've been bringing up. Well, that's changed a bit. That's changed a lot. Yeah, well, yes and no. It depends which way you want to say it. So, from my perspective, this 
It's a major threat to yep, yep, yep. yep. He started coming up into here by coming around this way, like doing a bit of a bit your your crab shell type of fault line thing, you know. A side shuffle. Okay. So I've had to take actions to kick him out of there, and I'm going to have to kind of try to blow him up there. What's this bloke doing? He's doing nothing. He's just yeah, he's doing nothing. So this guy's starting to stab him, start taking supply centers, which is totally understandable. Yep. Um, which he actually, honestly, he probably needs to do that to defend against this dude. Mind you, he's actually, oh yeah, he's, yeah, he's attacking that one. Where is he? I can't tell. Anyway. This guy here, we keep kind of just... This is your on-again, off-again love affair. Yes. No, not, not again, on-again, off-again love affair. On-again, off-again, slap each other in the face game. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, one of those... German Oktoberfest things where you have that, you know, where they're all wearing the later house and then they kind of slap you I slap you on the face, you slap me on the face, you slap me on the face. And like, nobody is making any grounds whatsoever. We're both blocking down units. I'll take a, I'll take a territory, he'll take a territory. We just keep trading places. And Why? Just stop it. I've been trying, look, I think, oh look, actually wait a sec. Oh no. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did send me love. Now you just gotta stop. Yeah, well I'm gonna have to try soon anyway because You've got you've got, got emergent so, well, the problem, problems. Well, actually the issue is he may decide no 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 there's too much of an opportunity elsewhere. Because I don't think I've got I don't have any builds this turn. I have ended up because for a while for a while you might remember I was edging this way. Yeah. But I've ceased that, mainly because this player, that player, for a while, was very chummy with this one, the big, the big bad dude. Yep. But now he's being. But now attacked. big bad dude is actually saying attack him, so I've kind of laid off him. Yep. And um, you know, I could probably best case scenario pop two some two units over that way to take that. Mm, but you can't afford them though. I can't. Hey. I mean, I can't afford. I can't. I can't afford to draw units away from those fronts. I need to pop him and then see what happens with my um, slap fest buddy. I do like Toby's take on those larger games and I, I fully I fully agree with it, you know. If you're playing Florida, there's no point caring what Wyoming's doing. Yes. You know, in, in, in these larger maps. I get that. But at the same time, it's really still fun. I, 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 yeah. When you do well, when you're eliminated pretty quick, smart at these ones, it's a bit, a bit of a pain. But yeah. So um, apart from that, I'm still in my little, you know, dead man walking. Zo sorry, zombie game in um, primacy. Um, Is that still going? Yeah. Okay. Um, um, yeah, the Dawn of the Enlightenment. Dawn of the Enlightenment. That is definitely. You might need to make another black eye for that one. <laughs> okay. It's that one is. I don't know if you, you suffer this, but sometimes, like if if you get stabbed and then you get fucked over again even more 
you start disengaging from the game. And yeah. I haven't really... I've, it's not that I've stopped caring, but my care factor is very, very low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I keep getting these reminders. you got to put in orders. It's like, uh, I'll, I'll put in orders. But I think I'm going to be... Eliminated. Eliminated there very soon. Okay. I remember one game I was playing as, I think, as the Incan Empire. It was in a World War Four game. Oh, yeah. And I'd allied with, I think, Amazon Empire. And we were both doing really well, like really, really well, on the verge of just force projecting our units across into other realms of the of the map. Because in World War Four, you got your north, like each continent is its own fortress, and we very much consolidated South America, and we're just on the verge of just starting that outward progression and no other region on the board had really done that yet and I was really 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 excited and so hopeful about this game <laughs> and then this fucker stabbed me oh no you know, after we built up this level of trust this is, this between is us this is the Amazon Empire stabs me and there was no reason to have done it. None. There was plenty of expansion opportunities elsewhere on the board. But instead he chose to attack me. After I'd helped him survive too. That was that was that was the cut part, right? I got I went out of my way to support him from a losing position yeah. to a point where we could grow. And um, yeah, he just turns around and stabs him. It's like snake in the grass type of thing, really. Yeah. And I, I remember being so disgusted with it that I just like, for a couple of couple of turns there, I just entered all holes, you know, which is a really bad thing to do. But I was like, no, nah, I can't bear to even look at this. I just, <laughs> nah, nah, because he's just totally ruined any of. Like I could have, yeah, even pulling back my units would have not done well because I would have been giving other people, you know, it's just like, yeah, whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> that that was definitely one of those ones where it's like, oh my God, I cannot believe this situation that I've just entered into. It has just happened. Yeah. So... Now that you're reliving that moment, are there any games at the moment you're considering stabbing anyone, or you're kind of going, "No, I'm going to be a nice guy. I'm going to, I'm going to be the the care bear that doesn't grasp the knife by the handle and wedge it between the ribs." I've gone there before in a large game. I have ally with another player and gone as far as we could with that player and then hit the draw button. I've done that. And it's a, it's a good feeling to have a really long 
trusted alliance in a game. Am I thinking about stabbing someone? Yes, I am. <laughs> Sorry, yes, yes, I am. I am seriously, yeah. I'm holding it. I'm holding off on it because of just. We won't talk about the game. Yeah. Developments is happening in another part of the board, which I need to make sure that I have enough strength there. Yep. I think if I don't do it soon, I'm not going to do it. So, um, I reckon that's another conversation off-tape. That's another off-tape conversation. <laughs> it's time for another drink, though. Yeah, sure. All right. Go. All right. Back. Cheers. Cheers. <clears throat> ah. Still just as good as the first one. Bloody nice. Well, I think I just about wrapped it up. Yeah, yeah. Probably the only thing I just mentioned is just with that um, Copicon down in Melbourne. I don't know if you've given it much thought. At the moment, my view is I want to go. I plan to go. It's my full intention to go. Yes. But I just want to kind of... I'll probably not commit until quite late in the piece. Yeah. Just in case, you know, politicians get, you know... Funny. Funny and decide to locked down again or whatever well let's just put it this way um i've got family down in victoria so my thinking was i'd go down either for go down that weekend and spend the week yep or go down the weekend before the weekend before and finish it off on yep. the on the one way or the other um and i'm holding off putting in putting in the lead at this stage. You know, I fully intend to go, just like you. Yeah. Um, I'm just watching the uh, watching the political space between the states at this stage. I don't want to get caught up in a lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, probably no February, I think. March. March, I reckon. Yeah, uh, anyway. Maybe April. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's a, yeah. It's hard to plan in this state of affairs. Yeah. Anyway, but that's where things are at with me too. But apart from that, nothing else? Nothing that can't wait till the New Year's. Indeed. Okay. Alright. Cheers. I'm Kana. I'm Andy. Thanks very much for listening. Leave us a review, send us a text, send us hate mail, we don't care, whatever. <laughs> Have a great Christmas. Have a wonderful Christmas and uh, see you next year. On the other side. Bye-bye. Bye.